Hi, thank you so much for joining us for episode three of Midlife at the Mailbox. I'm Amy Alexander, and sitting 2,000 miles away from me is Denise Verbot. Over six years ago, during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox, two strangers met and a new friendship blossomed into something bigger. Although we no longer share a mailbox, we may, and we have many, many miles between us, we're closer than ever in real life, and that's the truth. Uh, this chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox inspired us, uh, a friendship, a business relationship, and now for you, the listeners, a podcast. But today we are going to talk about friendships in midlife. Um, if you've ever had to make a friend or, you know, it's really hard, like dating hard, right? <laughs> um, you know, maintaining friendships is even more challenging, right? Even in your middle, uh, in middle age, right? I, I find yep. it super hard. Yeah, Amy and he's got a lot of stories about that, so do I. Uh, you know, making friends is more than just like, you know, is more than just, you know, what we need to know every day. It's really, you're in it for a season or a reason. So um, we have to do the work, right? And, and, and that's, you know, not always easy. So we're going to discuss more about midlife friendships a little bit later in this episode. So before we kick off our topic for today, it's time for our mailbox moment, where we share a story that we felt made us feel like we were in our midlife. Uh, Denise, do you want to share first? Sure. Actually, I just got back from a Disney cruise. Uh, we were at my children's spring break, and so we went with like um, my husband's family, his whole family, actually. And so it was a great family trip. There's like nine of us. And um we were taking the kids to the kids club and you know our daughter was asking us she's 10 and she's asking very inquisitively asking all sorts of questions these days she's like well what are you guys going to do and we're at the kids club and my husband looked at her and he laughed and he's like we're going to sit here talk about you and wonder if you're having fun <laughs> like that's what happens when you're an adult right you end up you even when your kids are with you you're worrying if they're having fun and what they're doing and and i giggled because i thought that is so true it was so insightful and yet so true and it's exactly what we did especially that day because it was freezing cold <laughs> so that was my midlife moment but it's a good thing it doesn't make me feel sad it makes me feel glad like you know I think making other finding ways to make other people happy is is uh, makes me feel good as a human definitely did Ella like did Ella like Chris's response <laughs> she laughed about it I mean <laughs> funny they only liked the kids club for about an hour so that was very short-lived that uh, it was a very short time. date yeah. <laughs> we got a message in the disney app ella is ready to come back <laughs> so, anyway. that's so funny um well, <laughs> mine is a little bit different I tend to like late, late, lately find my midlife moments when I am shopping um I clearly do that a little bit too much but uh so the other day I needed to pick up a pair of shoes and I just happened to stumble across the Steve Madden section at the department store that I was at. And I don't know if this name is going to like resonate with anybody, but the shoe that I found was it's called the Slinky 30 Platform Slide Sandal by Steve Madden. It is a black platform shoe with kind of like this sort of stretchy top. And oh, it yeah. was everyone who grew up in the or who was a teenager <laughs> in the 90s or anyone over, you know, who could fit into adult shoes in the 1990s and beyond knew that slide. Knew the uh, show. <laughs> it was we're gonna put a link to it in our notes. We're gonna put a link to it in the show notes because these are just classics. You can wear it, yeah, you can wear it many times. 
I mean, literally, they go with every outfit. This iconic shoe of my youth, as you said, has now made its way back, which I am, I don't know, shocked, saddened. I don't know. I was, I was definitely taken back to my high school days. And now I'm at a time in my life when fashion trends that my friends and I have once worn are returning. My other big fashion piece, and, and my husband, Mike, would tell you, it was literally all I wore when we dated were overalls, like a bell-bottom overall mm. that I probably also wore with this shoe. So this shoe was my, I joked that it was my second favorite shoe uh, that I wore when I was growing up. The first was also by Steve Madden, and it was like that black, chunky shoe. It, it wasn't like, now they have it like more of like a boot. This was just, I don't know, like, and it was so ugly. They're so ugly. Sorry. Sorry, Steve Madden. <laughs> They're not like the, you know, sexy shoes, but they oh, were super popular. Shorty. If, yes, if you don't I, know Amy, if you don't know Amy and I in real life, Amy and I top out at, I don't even, I'm barely top out at five feet, uh, four eleven and three quarters, if you really want to see my medical chart. Um, I, what is, how tall are you, Amy? Four eleven. <laughs> okay. So there we go. We don't even hit five feet. No, so, um, so we I need a little heel. We, we could get, we need all the chunk we could yeah. get. So I need any, a little heel, anything other than a little flip-flop. That's so nostalgic. And it's been all over social media. People, you know, mid-age, you told me it was all over and I did not I had not even seen it. Now that all of these like items are returning. And once I saw these shoes, I had to like text. A, I literally text a picture to like my circle of friends, Denise included. And I was like, oh my God, like this shoe is back. Like you're not going to believe this. So my friends for a reason, not just the seasoned friends were on this text. And they also were the ones who wore these shoes with me way back in the day. Um, and this chatter via via text with our with my girlfriends just really got me thinking about how just a simple text message can bring me happiness and a bit of connection to my friends, even if we're not out and about together. It's just I, I I completely agree and concur. It was a little bit later for me, like college, but it's all good. <laughs> but yeah. There's a slight age difference between us. Not many years, yeah. but just a slight. Just a little. <laughs> a little no isn't that funny how the life works like that when things trends come back now I'm starting to realize how my parents feel so maybe we'll bring them on the podcast one day and they can talk about it but uh cool thanks for sharing that Amy I want to kind of kick off something that was kind of a realization uh to me I've been I think about this quote a lot and it's really stuck with me um what you think of this if you agree with um you know what this woman said but years and years ago when I was in like in a sorority. Um, I went to UCLA and I, I was in the Kappa Alpha Theta um, alumni relations chair. So I would work with um, alumni of the Beta Z chapter UCLA that I was a part of and, you know, have alumni come and speak to us um, or come to events. And it was really nice, you know, and you know, have people come and talk to us. And one year a woman came and she came and spoke. She's probably, you know, in midlife herself. And she spoke to a room of us and she's like, She's like, the amount of people, the friends you have right now, the people sitting in this room is probably more friends than you will have in 20, 30 years. And, you know, you're not going to believe me right now, but it's absolutely true that, you know, you know, it's quantity, it's sometimes quality over quantity, the older you get. I know your friends are your life right now and you don't get it, but you will soon that you'll have, you know, 
you'll have just a handful of close friends, um, you know, the older you get. And a lot of those for her were her, were her sorority sisters that kept up with Theta. And I remember thinking the same thing. Oh, that's not going to be me. Like I was, you know, alumni relations chair. <laughs> You're too social. good for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have all these friends. But whoever that nice woman was, it was absolutely 100% correct. And, um, you know, I've, I 10 years ago, this was true to me, but, um, you know, it's even more today. Uh, so that nice woman gave a nice chunk of knowledge. The friendships that I had when I was growing up are, and, and um, mm-hmm. they're definitely more quality today than they were, than they were back in the day. So Right. Yeah, I was just reading an article. It was online as I was preparing for this episode in the Atlantic um, that was talking about a statistic. There was actually a friendship report that was commissioned by Snapchat. Go figure. But it was in 2019. So pre-pandemic. But what do you think is the average age that you meet your best friend? According to this survey, what would you say? Knowing what I know now in my life, I would say that the average age is probably like you're in high school, so 15, 16, 17, maybe. Okay. What did the study say? Yeah, the study actually, I'd probably say maybe slightly later, but um, just because it's an average as well. So I'm thinking sure. about yep. like, who they're responding. But the average age in which we meet our best friends is 21. So that's um, very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> super, that's super, super interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, I think, I think 21. I mean, obviously I said like a little bit more like high school, um, but I do, I think that that sounds about right. If you are taking like the average, right. Of like what mm-hmm. age people are, are meeting their friends. I think I met my best friend earlier than 21, but it was definitely a few years later that we actually decided that we liked each other. It took <laughs> us, it took us some time and, you know, kind of figuring it out. But the friendship that that um that we did end up developing right and this is the friendship actually that is one of the inspirations for this episode on friendship um she unfortunately passed away four years ago from breast cancer and in my healing uh, I have been searching for friendships to fill the void of what I lost and so I think one of the things that I've learned is that the friends that you make and have from when you were, when you were young. So whether this, I mean, there's a lot of women and men who develop friendships when they're very young and still carry on these relationships into, you know, into their midlife. Um, Mm -hmm. I know many, I know many people that, that is, that, that this is, that, that is true for, um, obviously it's not true for everybody, but I know many people that this is true for that they know you in a different way than they know you now in your midlife. And so I find that, you know, after my girlfriend passed away, that in searching for, in searching for new friendships, that I was always looking for someone that knew me like she did, right? And knew me, Mm. you know, like, just knew me like that. And, you know, now... No, and I was gonna, I was gonna reference back your your comment earlier as, as you were as you were kind of introducing our segment today, when we talk about, uh, when we talk about like making friends, that it is like dating. And so, you know, as I moved to a new town, you know, I've I've been now living in the town that I live in for 10 years, but as I, as I, you know, got into this area and started making friends through my son and like his sports and preschool Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, 
one of the things that I noticed is that like, I'm trying to go back and like tell my life story and you know, is that necessary, right? Like, is that a necessary piece? Because, you know, my friends that I grew up with and, you know, and, and even my girlfriend, like she knew me. So as we continue to develop and age and, you know, grow together, right. As women, as mothers, as people that are working, you know, we didn't have to, you know, start that again. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, People, I I have a lot of different types of friendships, right? And I think the concept of best friend is kind of an interesting um, phenomenon, right? And it, you know, it reminds me of, takes me instantly back to being, you know, kind of a young girl or growing up and like, who was your best friend? And I, and the thing is, it's like, I always kind of had like a, like a a concert of friends, right? Like, you know, people that I was close with, but like, I don't have a sister, I have a brother. And so I never really, I, you know, I always was good at making friends and, and, and also keeping them. I think that's also a skill and it's something I like, you know, probably I'll be focusing on, you know, during this podcast too. It's like, that's something that's a challenge for me, right? Maintaining friendships and, and also trying to figure out how to spend my time because I don't have a lot of time to spend like one-on-one with friends. So, you know, when I do, I want it to be someone I really enjoy and I want the time to be, you know, important, you know, memorable and enjoyable because, you know, getting that babysitter, getting my husband to, you know, cover the kids or if he's traveling or whatever, it's it's not easy. And so, you know, how do you do that? But um, yeah, yeah, but um, so that's kind of, you know, what I found is more challenging in mid-age is I've always, you know, I'm kind of quick to make friends, but it's maintaining those and, and seeing if the friendships that I do strike up are actually, um meaningful but that you know that also I mean it doesn't have to be meaningful I, I anyone listening though you know it's a new friend or whatnot it's not you know it's not a lens that I'm always at, you know working on but you know really that you know for the time both of us the time we spend together is that they're going to bring enjoyable. something to your yeah and they're going to bring something to the table that maybe you're missing or lacking or you want to you want to, you know, uncover more about yourself, right? Was there anything right. more in that study from the Snapchat or was it just talking about the age? I mean, I read something else somewhere else that um, it's a study that the average American spends 41 minutes a day socializing. Um, but it takes over, and this was done at the University of Kansas, a communication study professor named uh, Dr. Hall. But um, it takes more than 200 hours so ideally six weeks for a stranger to grow into a friend. Woo, I don't know about you, but that's a big investment of time. That's a long right now. time. <laughs> and so I think that's when I when I, you know, started going on these friendship dates that, mm-hmm. you know, they would go like one or two, but they wouldn't necessarily go like further than that. And I don't think we both had, I feel like when we would go out with I'd go out with these women, like we would have a good time, you know, we would spend hours together, but then it didn't, it kind of like dwindled because as you mentioned, the time that we have to spend is very precious. And so I feel like we end up going on group dates, you know, or so, you know, we're, (laughs) or we're spending time in other places. You know, I've mentioned in the past, my son plays travel hockey. And so the parents on our team become good friends of yours because you are spending so much time together. Um, But is the conversations that you're having there within the rink or, you know, as you're traveling or, you know, drinking or whatever, you know, we're doing together, is that really the meaningfulness 
that you're looking for in your life in terms of, in terms of a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's deep thoughts. I mean, I know this friendships and maintaining friendships and having friends is, is a hot topic amongst people in our age group. Cause I think, you know, it's so important, right? Social relationships are so important. I mean, Dr. Borman talks about that too, in everyday vitality and how the quality of our interactions are, you know, are so important. And I mean, I think Amy, that's why we've, you know, persisted or, you know, maintained a friendship. I mean, you know, if someone asked, you know, you met someone six for 16 months, we lived in the same yeah. neighborhood for 16 months. And then I had to, you know, uh, she picked up and unplanned. moved everyone. She <laughs> left. It was, just, yeah. it was so sad. Yeah. We had, to, we moved. I mean, it was just, you know, it was kind of a quick, abrupt move, but um, at the when time. Do you but, ever, when do you ever find a friend, except for maybe when you're like five or six, that's your neighbor, that you just really spark this great relationship with? And then, yes, she broke my yeah, heart when she moved we, back we, to yeah, California. Yeah, we, we moved back to California, Thanks, which was overall good. <laughs> maybe some of my other friends are happy, but me and Amy were also missing each other. But, um, but you know... Amy, we still kept in touch. And I, I thought about it as we were prepping today. Why are we still friends, right? I mean, you know, one would think, well, they moved away. Um, you know, they don't even live in the same it's area. Right. We don't, and we don't yeah. see each other except for a couple times a year. Exactly. But the irony is that we have these, not irony, but the, the thing I think that bonds us is our is the meaningful conversations we have, her and I, you know, can talk for an hour, no surprise, I mean, we're here on this podcast, but we have these kind of, you know, really um, satisfying conversations. Um, and and it's so important because we have mutual desires and interests. So like, you know, we, we like to do self-improvement. We like to read about self-improvement, right? Like I told her about everyday vitality. She went out and got it and we read it and we talked about it, right? We like to improve ourselves. We like to have some sort of purpose too. We talk about that a lot. Like, you know, even though we're not working full-time, you know, we both like to be, in, and we're busy parents and, and we have, you know, activities and hockey mom and, you know, all these other, I'm the PTA president of my school, my children's school. We have all these things going on, but we like to do something like this where we contribute and we, I think we connect with people in a different way and we share information. I mean, that's why I believe why we're here today. We like, you know, we just want to open up our, our monthly chats to, to the world, right. And see if you guys thought the same things, um, or if you, this resonates with you. So, I mean, I've seen Amy twice in 2021, I can't say that about some people that I also live 30 miles from or even 200 miles from. I mean, so you find a way when there's a will, there's a way in friendships. I, I believe that too. Um, Cause all of my friends are not, I have a, I have a really nice group of core friends here nearby me. And, and that has made a difference. Um, you know, I, I met them all through my children's school and um, you know, they are amazing. I, you know, I depend on them for, you know, venting, friendship, a laugh, um, a quick coffee, um, you know, you. We, we carpool, yeah, we we <laughs> depend on each other, we're communication funnels, um, you know, but I also have friends that live, you know, 30 miles away from me that live 200 miles away from me, yep. and those, I cherish some of those friendships as well, I, I can't let them die, I don't, I mean, I because they are part of me, a different part of me, right, um, because I've had, like, I've had childhood best friends since I was born. I have, like, other friends I've been in high school and college. I, you know, I have a, a different, a whole conglomeration. <laughs> so, you say, so you talk about your friendships that, like, span, right, the United States. So you and I included. 
I have a, a another very close girlfriend that I met through work, and we are trying to get together. We are trying to sync our calendars so that we could see each other for, I don't know, whatever it might be. And I'm like, okay, so let's talk about your schedule. And yesterday, she literally sent me a screenshot of her calendar. And she's like, here it is, Amy. Here's my calendar. She's got like, she's got like five days total. Like, we just were laughing at how ridiculous that between both of our schedules and our lives and like what is kind of happening that her summer right now is already planned out that she's got like five days it's just very funny that here we are like we literally talk multiple times a week just as frequently as as you and I and you know we're trying to get together and it's like okay you can come in July for three days (laughs) three days that I have for you Oh yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's a unique challenge to midlife, right? And midlife friendships. I don't, I, you know, I don't think that's the same as, you know, maybe early adulthood. If you're, you know, if, if in your early adulthood, you weren't married or weren't a parent. Um, I think it's also different when you're a little bit of an older, you know, adult, because you, you know, if you had children, they may have left the nest, um, may be retired. You have like, my mom has more time to spend with friends um, than I do for sure. And so, but you then know, you also then you also start adding as you get a little bit older, or even as we are right now, there's that loss factor too that starts to come in. And I wasn't, I don't want to yeah. take this down like a, a, a sad path, but that is the reality, right? Is that yeah, you know, when you do lose somebody, you have to you you can either be a shut in and not go out and not experience you know friendships and purpose and conversation with with others. Or you can go and put yourself out there and you could start to rebuild and you're certainly not going to make up for what you lost, but I think that you'll start to be able to put yourself out there so that there is room in your heart for, for others. And, you know, you can, you can find that by, you know, I think that many of, many of my closest friends, I haven't met them through my son's school, but through sports, you know, we're Mm -hmm. spending so much time together that, you know, do I, am I friends with every single person? No, but we all, you know, gather together and then some other friendships have broken off from that. And so just like I felt like I had growing up, I have little pockets, right, of, mm-hmm. of women. And, you know, I've mentioned on, on other, on past shows that I am a connector. So my girlfriend, as the, my girlfriend that I lost was also a connector. So I met a lot of people through her who I still see to this day. Um, and then I connected her with my friends, like my newer friends that I was making. And then I feel like the friends that I've made through various teams and other organizations and Mm -hmm. other things that I've done, even from my, I wouldn't say past life, but my, you know, earlier life, I've also tried to bring them into the fold of my new friends and really just, you know, because it's much more fun than we all get to hang out and we all get to be together and we all get to spend this, this precious time that we do have right? We don't, you know, yes, it's it's great that we could find these one-offs, right? So one of my girlfriends and I, we go every other week and we get our nails done. Um, but we see, we also see each other multiple times a week, you know, ushering our kids to and from their activities. But the, the you know, the hour that we get to spend every two weeks getting our nails done is really nice because that's just about us and it's not about our kids. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, this, this connection of, you know, bringing other women together, or if you're a man, bringing other men together and finding places that you can, um, 
you know, connect with other people is super, super important so that you can hopefully in some of these have these better conversations, right? So Samantha Boardman, we talked about, you know, our, our, our love of her. So she has a chapter in this Everyday Vitality book talking about better conversations. And I think, mm-hmm. as Denise said it, that's what has also continued to nurture our friendship is that we do have these better conversations, right? We are, um, we are, you know, challenging each other in what we're bringing to the table and the things that we discuss. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, having substantive or meaningful or satisfying conversations stimulates the brain in so many different ways. Right. And I mean, a lot of it, you know, could be on the phone or in person, but I mean, like Dr. Borman's book also talked about this, like 53% of Americans report having satisfying conversations on a, with a friend on a daily basis. Do you think you do? On a daily basis? Actual satisfying? No. No, I do not. I don't because one, I'm not like a huge like phone person anymore. If you could believe it, not anymore. I mean, when I was younger, sure. Like we would sit on the Mm -hmm. phone for hours. So some days I like, you know, I'm a little sad because I don't like, there's like a day that goes by and like, I don't have a text from a friend. And then I feel like, oh crap, like, did I not like nurture something, you know? And did I like miss something or so I don't, but I, I feel like the, the conversations that I do have when I do have them, Mm-hmm. They are very, they're very fulfilling. Um, you know, the other night I, here's, here's an example. Like I went to a sporting event with a girlfriend and her son and, and, um, and, and our, well, so her, her mm-hmm. son, my son, my husband, and the two of us, and we really could care less about watching this sporting event, but we actually had like a really nice, meaningful discussion, you know, throughout, like during this game. And it was like a weird place to be you know, talking business and work and what's going on in life. But it was the two hours that we had that we could, you know, that we could actually like just take a take a beat and just talk to each other, even though that's why I feel like I'm a little hoarse because I feel like we were like yelling in this arena. Um, But, you know, even though we were sitting next to each other. So (laughs) I don't think I have it every day, but I do think that a couple times a week I probably do have more meaningful conversations. And I guess, you know, Denise, what do you think would be, would constitute a meaningful conversation? Like, what do you think people are talking of? Like, what do you think meaningful means something different to like to each individual? Yeah. I mean, I think it all depends kind of probably on what type of friend you are too, like between each other or what kind of interactions. I mean, sometimes I have meaningful conversations, um, with my children's babysitter. She is my friend. She has lived in, you know, not lived, but she's been in our house for, you know, five and a half years. Um, and her and I have meaningful conversations, probably almost daily, not every day, but like close to it. Um, but so she's a friend of mine. I mean, I call her part of my family, but I mean, that, you know, that that's one type of like conversation, right? But then there's other times, you know, like an old childhood best friend, I do not, not talk to every day. Um, but maybe I talk like every one or two weeks and, you know, we talk for, you know, 45 minutes. We, we cover all topics and, yep, and you you know, it feels, yeah, it feels good. It feels good. And then I have a friend, like she lives across the country. She lives in uh, North Carolina. And I mean, maybe we talk once a year just because everyone's busy and whatnot, or, you know, maybe twice a year, but when I get done, it's like no time has passed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, cause I've known her since like 
I don't know, fifth or sixth grade. And, and those types of friendships are so important too to nurture. And, um, but, you know, it all just depends too, right? I mean, I get a lot of joy out of taking my kids to school, not just because I can take my kids to school, but selfishly because I also run into my friends there. And so even if it's just five, 10 minutes, that fills my cup. Um, you know, especially, if, you know, work at home, I've worked at home, you know, even before doing this podcast. So. Both of us. Yeah. Both of us have been working from home for, mm-hmm. I mean, when definitely when you came out here, so that was over six years ago. I mean, I've been yeah. working from home since 2014. Yeah. About 2014. And so it does kind of put you on this Island. So you start to connect with people in different ways. Like the girl I mentioned, I had a, a few girls from that job that I still keep in touch with. Um, but we were like each other's lifeline through, through yeah. that job and like into, and, and then into jobs, you know, past that. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the other, you know, pieces about nurturing and, and, and kind of having those meaningful conversations that we really didn't touch upon, but I think is the most important in terms of, in terms of friendship is obviously with your spouse or your significant mm. person in your life, if you're lucky to have that. And I think too often, I know for me, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to like frame what I, what I want to say. So I think that I put my energy into my friendships, whereas yeah, I, I think that we sometimes forget that the, the person that you sleep next to is also somebody that you still need to be having these meaningful conversations with, right? Like we, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, even, even just like putting yourself together, like, Mike and I went to, to, we had, a, we had a, 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 an amazing date night that was a long, long overdue. Ooh. Um, yeah, no, it was nothing, nothing steamy, my friend, but we actually were able That's to That's another to, podcast episode. There we go. Sorry. We were actually able to go to dinner, an actual dinner, not mm-hmm. breakfast, not lunch, not for a walk around the neighborhood, but we went to dinner and it was like on a, you know, I live in Chicago. So it's like a, it was like a crappy, crappy night. It was like, I don't know, raining or snowing or cold or whatever it was. Mm. And just, you don't want to like get off. Like it was one of those nights that like, we literally could have like dropped off our son at his sleepover and then come home and like sat on the couch. And we were like, no, we are going out. But when I go out with my girlfriends, I find like I put myself together like a lot more and mm. I want to be better at like putting myself together for him as well. Not for him, but just, I want to feel good about, you know, the look that I am, I am putting out there when, when we go out sure. together. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I don't yeah, want to, like, like you were on a date. You're on I a was date. on a date. Like, I mean, we were on a date, but I, you know, I, like I, you know, I put some makeup on whatever, but like, I feel like sometimes I like over, not overdo my makeup, but like, I'll go a little bit crazy or like with my girlfriend. I don't know why, but I want to be able to do, I, I want to do better. And so I think that that also leads into, right, having better, more meaningful conversations with your spouse about things that you are, your expectations of what you're looking for, right, and what you want in life, and not just how you made the comment about, like, what are you going to talk about when you're, when, when we go to the kids club, Ella asked, right? <laughs> oh, we're probably going to talk about you. But actually just talk about things that make, that bring you joy and vitality to your relationship and, um, and, and, and draw that connection. And I think, you know, the grind anyway, so before like going, that could be like a whole other. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, we didn't really talk on, you know, partners or spouses, yeah, friendships, but, you know, we kind of focused on the, you know, 
you know, friendships between, you know, other groups, like same, se you know, right. same sex friendships or, or whatever, but but yeah, that's true. And in all, you know, all defense, you know, not in all defense, but later that day, Chris and I actually uh, ended up, my mother-in-law watched the kids for a little bit in this, in our cabin when we went up to the adult lounge and had like just an hour, it was just an hour before dinner, him and I had, you know, one drink and we talked in the like Cadillac lounge uh, and there was some music <laughs> playing in the background and uh, we did, we talked about, I don't know, I, we talked about some other topics other than the kids and it was actually like that filled me up um you know yeah. I don't know about him I guess he'd have to come on the show to tell us but that kind of stuff it didn't it wasn't long um but it was it was meaningful and it, it I was like oh like I felt I felt refreshed um in that respect but yeah um well, yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about maintaining friendships, making friends, like how, you know, what we think, what our take on friendship is. So maybe we should kind of close out with like a pop quiz. I'm going to ask you this quiz, Amy, okay. um, see what you think. Um, what celebrity friendships do you, you know, feel like you want to emulate or maybe that you already have right now? Are there any that come to mind? So I have always loved I am a, a huge Friends fanatic, and so mm -hmm. I love Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. So I would say that my girlfriend passed away. I would say that that was like a relationship that we like that, you know, I don't know. I feel like we were we were each other's Jen and Monica's. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say now as my my obviously friendship groups have changed like I was actually joking about the golden girls the other day with, uh -huh. with the girlfriend that I you know do, do my nails with so we were you know we just we're, we're just kind of like joking we we you know I think that 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 type of relationship right is something that I definitely would emulate what about what do you what would you say is your response to that yeah, you know, I think in terms of like what my friendship models look like, yes, like Golden Girls, and I always love that show. That's a true midlife moment, especially <laughs> if you grew up in the 80s. Um, I think Golden Girls just because like they were a tight group, and that's you know, traditionally, if you kind of look back down, you know, looking glass down on me, that's what I have. Um, but I, you know, because it's always been groups, not necessarily like a one in one for me. Um, right. How, like, I have trios, usually trios, or, or it would have been a part of three way friendships. And I mean, I'm trying to have a lot of, I have a lot of, of three way yeah. friendships too. Three way friendships could probably the be a whole other three way friendship. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of which one I emulate or one that I admire or one that, like, I think is, like, you know, super, um, uh, goals, you know, goals uh, would be um, Oprah and Gail because, you know, kind of, you know, and I wouldn't have said that probably when I was 25, but um, I'd say that now because they connect on a professional level um, because they, you know, they're in somewhat similar fields and um, they also connect as it's for fun, right? If they go on trips and things like that, I think that's really cool. Um, and I think that's probably um you know something I'd love to experience one day but I I also love the golden girls model <laughs> we could be we could be Oprah and Gail I mean we did try hey. to we did try to schedule a, a trip at the end of December and unfortunately <laughs> it did not go the way that we planned and we we did not get to see each other but you know we could try to we could try to pick that up again there's not there's nothing stopping us 
True. We just, just need to just we just need to get a private jet like Oprah and uh, Gail so we could see each other a lot more easily, right? Like we just need that private jet, right? <laughs> I'm gonna go back and forth, back and forth. Um, everybody buy the Vitality book so that we can yes. um, <laughs> so that we can afford a private jet. We get a little little piece from Amazon. All well, right, Amy, this has been super fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, this has been this has been fun. I mean, go back and forth, guys, between like you know as it works right now. Um. Uh, you know, topics like these, like lifestyle topics. And then, you know, uh, next topic, we're going to focus on something professional. And so um, stay tuned. For episode this. four. Sorry, we're episode on four. Episode I'm sorry. Three. I'm sorry. Episode four, where we're going to dive in. I'm thinking episode four, I, I feel like we need to, we talk about like having purpose in our days. I feel like that's like a good segue from like our friendships and feeling mm-hmm. like we're having meaningful conversations. So how do we have purpose in our days by the work that we do? Um, and that kind of picks up where we uh, talked maybe earlier in our, maybe one of our first podcasts where we talked about how do you find, how do you find the ability to like do your work without that financial carrot always like hanging over you? So, um, I think that could be a good, what do you think? I think, I think that could be a good episode four. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, thank Yeah. I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good topic even, um, yeah, we can cover that. So cool. Well, thanks, Amy, for, you know, shooting the breeze on friendships. I hope this helped a lot of you maybe level set or um, think of spark new ways or inspire you to maintain friendships or maybe to make some new ones and, and to add, you know, some of that fulfillment and flow to your life through your social relationships. Um, you can find, you know, you me can- online at DR careercoaching.com uh, if you're looking for career coaching and development work um, and of course you can find Amy at um, a2salesandmarketing.com yeah. uh, and then follow and, us on Facebook on yeah, our podcast. podcast yeah all things podcast and then like the mailbox so if you missed episodes two and one you can check those out there as well and now we're also live on Apple Podcasts so check we us are out live on Apple, Apple, so we're on Apple Podcasts we're on Amazon Podcasts Google Podcasts pretty much everywhere that you're pod you are looking for your podcast so please please if you've listened to us give us a review so that we can continue to reach lots of awesome people that are listening and we can grow our following um, and then if you liked what we talked about today Uh, you know, share the link with a friend. Uh, But thank you so much for coming and listening to us. Denise, it's as a pleasure as always. And we look forward to chatting again in two weeks. Thanks, Oprah. Thanks, Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Gail. Bye. Bye. Signing off. Bye.